Hello, and welcome to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist. <laughs> Is everything all right there? Elvis! Elvis has got some bad gas. Oh, oh, oh grief. <laughs> it sounded like the start of Johnny Briggs. <laughs> I couldn't resist reading your intro. I had to just go for it. Right. Not me. What, I mean, it what... didn't come from me. <laughs> it did. <laughs> How loud are they there? Because they're not very loud here. It's very loud. Yep. <laughs> loud enough for a neighbour here. Well, I'd be after an ambulance, please. It's my neighbour Lucy, she's been she's been passing solid gas for a minute, so it's ever so loud. It's making the windows rattle, sort of. Will it be after sending an ambulance to her and probably some sort of shovel for whatever she's passing in there? It's disgusting. That you know, you could write the best. You could get the, all the comedy writers in the world to write a joke, and it would never be as funny as a, a man passing wind through an anus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen to how much for a sleeve. It's a Christmas show. It is Christmas. So, um, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Merry Christmas to thank all you of our for listeners. all of your kind words and subscribing and following and all of that shit. Host by an actual tattooist, Lucy. Hello. And an actual knob, me. Wee. Wee. So, yeah, um, thanks, everyone. We've got a special Christmas gift for our listeners, and that is that we've come straight into the episode and you've not had two minutes of adverts. No, because we don't need them anymore because Patreon's still there. If you want to give us three quid a month, you can. Love you for doing it already. And uh, you do get the episodes early. And just if, like, if you want to buy us a coffee or a little pint... Oh, go over, go over to Patreon that's... and drop us a drop us some coins, and we love you for it. Thank you. That's no a nice pressure, way of being, actually. Yeah, and it won't. We'll, we'll nothing will ever be beyond a paywall or anything. It's just all you'll get on the Patreon is early access to what you get anyway. So, um, I think my neighbour just farted. Oh my god! I think she just joined in. She's that's like, oh, a... she's letting rip, and I'll just go for it. She's been waiting for years for you to put your ass out the window and do a chorus at her so she can. <laughs> Pop one back. <laughs> COVID's back, in it? Oh, do you see how many? So today is Thursday. Yeah. Did you see how many cases were today? It's actually. I know we broke a record yesterday. Is it more than that? Um, I don't know. Was it like 78? Yeah. I know there's the old test more, find more. But yeah. if kids are dropping like flies in schools and teachers have got a you know once you get to about 60 percent teachers in a school you have to shut it so you well fucked, it? i know a lot of local schools here are starting to prepare for potentially like going back onto online yeah. learning although india school hasn't had anything it just seems like because india had it in october and so it was sweeping through her high school then and now yeah. loads of friends with kids in primary school, they're yeah. all getting ill. That's it, yeah. But what's scary is like the people I know who have had it recently have been really poorly. Really? Yeah. I, I, I know people who've tested positive but been fine, but they're testing because oh. of what they're doing. 
So yeah. they might be asymptomatic anyway. But yeah. it's just it just seems like the whole thing's fucked again. And I feel really sorry for people in hospitality who've been just I can't they've just been stitched over. All the now not just the performers and stuff like that, musicians and that, everyone who works in a bar and a restaurant or a pub or whatever, hotels that have, people have cancelled at. And because yeah. the government haven't said we're shutting it, here's your help. They've said it's up to you. Yeah. We're not shutting it so they don't have to give they don't have to provide support. So like, I fuck knows what they're gonna do. Because they yeah. still have to pay people who turn up for shifts or to someone who just get told you're not you don't need to come to work today, but you also you don't get paid because it's not open. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's horrible. See, normally this is like their busiest time, isn't it? And yeah. and same like we've had cancellations. Luckily, yeah. touch word. I haven't really had that many COVID-related cancellations, but it is cancellation season, so it's just it's why right. Is it, why is, is that just people not budgeting and it's Christmas and pretty much, yeah. Does that happen every every festive? year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year, cancellation season is upon us. Um, but yeah, it's not been too bad. But it's the same with like the beauty industry. So the um, the girl who does my nails, um, uh, look at my Scottish nails. Saw that. Yeah, I got a gold flame and a tartan. Very nice. Lovely girl called Fern, who goes by Chow Bella Beauty underscore Fern. She's lush. Go on, Fern. Uh, go on, Fern. Um, so she had six cancellations last week, but it's not really the thing to do to take deposits. They've never really historically taken deposits in the beauty industry, so they're just fucked really but she's now said she's like gonna small smaller amounts of money yeah i think people will be deterred um yeah. but more and more places are doing it now she's going to set up a, a thing where she you have to put in your card details to book and if you don't give enough notice you'll be charged which i was like fucking go yeah. for it um but yeah i've been pretty lucky yeah i've seen loads wood. of people saying that like oh another day i've got an empty day hit me up if you want to take it and you know that's sort of optimistic this time of year with what's going on as well isn't it yeah yeah it's it's a fucker but it happens i mean we all know it's going to happen every year but same with people who book like christmas happens every year if you think yeah. there's a chance you can't afford it in december don't yes, have no. it yeah and but then what know. i've what i've found if they're as well, booking in what when are they booking that august before yeah. that yeah i was booking december in august yeah um, did you see a bit of off-topic news? Dax Shepard off of the Hollywood TV films and that, married to her off The Good Place. Um, he had hiccups for 50 hours. Whoa. Yeah, 50 hours, even in his sleep. That that sounds fucking awful. I know. I know there was someone, I don't know if it was real, but there was in, I used to get the Guinness Book of Records and they were you know, mostly the same. Because like world records don't get broken all the time. So you look for the new ones. And there was a girl in there who'd had hiccups for years. Oh, I like, remember seeing yeah. that or reading that in there. I think she was God. American. She was on telly just hiccuping and everyone was clapping her and she looked just fucking fed up. <laughs> I hate having the hiccups. And I hate it when India has the hiccups. It annoys me so much. I get the hiccups when I have bread. And oh. then like yeah. So I like have... bubbly bread. No, just uh, yeah, just bread dip it in some soup have about and then, and then I, the first one always fucking comes up behind me nicks my wallet and i go fucking hell where'd that come from 
and then I just hick up for a bit and then they go. But 50 hours is enough though, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's savage. Fuck, I'd just be on the verge of ending it. Yeah. I think. Um back onto COVID, sorry, and I'm jumping around all over the place, but you know, right. like I've literally just read a story with a tattooist who said he'd been totally wiped out from COVID. And then I was like, God, that'd be really shit. Pull them. And then I start getting a bit of a headache. And then I started feeling a bit sick. And I was like, oh my God, I've got COVID. That's it. But actually, what really probably happened, because I feel fine now, is I just ate too much uh, butternut <laughs> squash soup. <laughs> you just got hot. Just it was <laughs> I just walked past the radiator. Yeah. Oh my God, I've got a temperature. Take jumper off and then COVID goes. <laughs> Simple as that. Anyway, on to more positive things. Um, yes. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. Um, we've already thanked everyone, so I'll edit that out as well. Yeah, sorry, I was farting in that when uh, yeah. when we're doing the thanks. Yeah, gen- thanks, everyone. We can't believe we're coming up to a year. Yeah. A year of doing this. A year of people still wanting to listen. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? It is. More Considering you're not very well. funny either. Like no, I'm, I'm the one really holding this together. I'm an awful person. A terrible, uh, <laughs> terrible person. <laughs> when Donald, oh. Tr- Donald Trump was talking, uh, report, uh, someone asked him a question in one of his news conferences, and he went, you're a terrible person. <laughs> Such a fucking harsh put down, isn't it? I thought you were going like, to compare yourself to Donald Trump there. I'm the Donald uh, Trump of the podcast world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our penises are both very small. So, <laughs> and orange. Yeah, and smell like cold baked beans juice. But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a thought now, isn't it? You know, when you know, when smell triggers memory. Right. Enough, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, baked bean juice is quite sweet, though. Yeah, it's because I bathe I in imagine. it. Like a bath sure of beans, like, like charity dove, isn't it? Fermented baked bean juice dipped in mustard. All shit and piss and sick. Oh. <laughs> Did you right. ever have those Bertie Bots every flavour beans before you were vegan? Where uh, they were fuckers because, nah. like, there was a peach one and a sick one, and they both looked exactly the same. What is a sick flavor one? It Just tastes like vomit. Like, you know. what, how, what does vomit taste like? Vodka, Way, fucking one, son, <laughs> tequila. Um, no, it was like it was it just tasted realistically vomit like that's so they've someone's put effort in, like, they've had yeah, a testers. That one's the most like sick, put that one in, yeah, nasty business, yeah. Yeah, grim. I could still, oh, makes me, you'd go in a horrible circle and you'd make you sick and then you'd have to taste the sick vomit <laughs> jelly bean again. Yeah. Oh my God. And then you'd hiccup. <gasps> oh, that's what she did. Maybe that's how uh, Dak Shepard got hiccups for 50 hours. I think it's definitely, I think we've proved that, we've solved that one. We've done our own research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this our Christmas party seeing as we live so far away? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Got I've a, got a diet coke because I've got no beer in my house. Got a tin of Grolsch here. So is that the Grolsch that survived from Brian? No, no. Uh, alas, I don't know why that, it would that, be that got consumed. I think when we talked to Binti. I like calling oh. him Binti, even though it's not. Binti. I like adding a little Binti. Y. Yeah. Win- oh. <laughs> Windy. <laughs> what are you doing here? Right. So, Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a lovely and prosperous New Year. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Yuletide salutations to all. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Is that Espanol? 
Portuguese. Both of those are probably offensive. Sorry, everyone. I was going to say that's a bit offensive, isn't it? Yeah. You can't even do that anymore. Do not make me laugh. So you can't do an accent, right? In case you get it wrong. But then you say you're English and they put you straight in jail. So do you know what I mean? You can't win. Nobody wins. Jails are all full of foreigners anyway, so. (laughs) As your Christmas gift to me, can you do another Billy Connolly, please? Yeah, what do you want me to say? Um, My willies taste like um, baked bean juice. (laughs) My willy tastes like baked bean juice. Oh, I got hot again. Got pins oh. and needles in my fingers again. That was rubbish compared to the other one. But whoo! So, Billy Connolly, Merry Christmas, mate. Oh, uh, this is episode thirty-four of How Much for a Sleeve with Arianette Ashman. Oh yeah, and thanks very much for Dan Selfmade for sponsoring our podcasting as we've got rid of the advert. Thanks, mate. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Bye. This week for our very special Christmas episode, it's not really a special episode, uh, we just realised it's going to come out at Christmas, uh, we've got the beautiful, lovely, very, very, very talented, oh fuck, sorry, what, what's your name? Ariana Ashton. <laughs> Hello. I'm Siri. Oh. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Hi, Siri. Hi, Siri. Nice to meet you too, mate. Thanks for uh, having me on. <laughs> my phone, my watch just recorded fuck. So what's your name? Ariana Ashman. <laughs> <laughs> this happened last Brilliant. time as well. My watch just, just, it just get, wants to get involved. I think it's I was going to say, it just wants to be involved, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't want to be involved. <laughs> um, we were just saying before recording that the time we, when we met officially in real life, your boob popped out. Uh, it did, yep. That was a grand entrance at a Christmas party. I happened to not realise. And as I realised, Mick said, uh, excuse me, uh, your nipple's hanging out. And I said, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> you both enjoyed in. it. So, you know, you made us happy. And that's the main thing. Exactly that, you know. Just wanted to be memorable, guys, you know. I've got to make an entrance. I've got to do something. What can I do? Yeah, give I need to get on the treat. podcast. <laughs> Joe Black did that too, so don't worry. You're not the first. Excellent. No, <laughs> I am not even surprised. <laughs> uh, have you recovered from Lou's Christmas party? Yeah, do you know what? It wasn't too bad. Um, it was a solemn drive back home the next day (laughs) but yeah it wasn't too bad actually um because I hate having a hangover so about halfway through an evening I get the panic that I'm going to get hangover and then skull loads of water and usually it it helps (laughs) that's very clever it's a recognized technique that I think everyone is aware of but just no no one bothers having too much fun Mm. The exactly. only water that night that I drank was the ice in my margarita. We. <laughs> I kept like picking up the bottle and then I didn't have a glass. So I was just drinking out of those glass bottles that they'd part for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I hope this is drinking water. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about those. No, I didn't. I did not partake. 
Mm. <laughs> it was all alcohol, <laughs> all alcohol. But I do remember you drinking straight vodka out of a bottle as well. So maybe just like bottles. Yeah, I don't remember that. That <laughs> <laughs> was. Uh, I remember that's you probably like five a.m. Not long after you threw straight some... vodka, and I was like, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I just did." <laughs> Yeah, that was when you threw um, ham at the mirror in your hotel room as well. Yes, the old hoopla, the ham hoopla. It stuck. That and sounds then the like next... a sex, like an innuendo, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But... The we were playing the old ham hoopla till dawn. <laughs> she won't be walking for days. <laughs> yeah, we woke up the next morning and I think in the night it just like peeled off. We couldn't oh. find it and we were just like, ah, they can have fun finding our little ham treasure <laughs> again it was out of your sandwich didn't i get you to like lick it so i could like flick it did it even i don't remember licking it i don't remember i remember throwing it at the mirror and then you guys were really impressed that it stuck and i was like oh good yeah well done me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but joe's um joe was because i went to Froome because they had like a black moon meal or something the other night so i went along with them and she was like, oh, my God, you and Lucy managed to round up the whole fucking lot of us and get us all to go to a strip club when everyone just wanted to go home. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can imagine we'll be unpopular at parties eventually because they'll be like, oh. <laughs> like we did really well. Reincarnation of Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea. Come on, everyone. <laughs> Well, it started just, it was just going to be the three of us, and then it ended up being three taxi full. <laughs> I know. And then we had to go on that run the gauntlet round Brighton to get our IDs because they wouldn't let us in. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm old enough to be the head bouncer's mother, I swear to God. Also, Literally, that guy was like 10. <laughs> I yeah. don't think you lot are going to smash the gaff up, are you? They might find a few bits of ham dried out at the bottom of the <laughs> mirror, but yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? It's not like you're, you're a bunch of. I know. Rugby lads drinking piss and seeing, no. how, seeing how many mushrooms you can put up your bum. Yeah. <laughs> but I did come home with several Christmas decorations and a candle oh, yeah. from that venue. I, yeah. so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, take it, take it. I was he kept handing me things and I just kept putting them in my bag. Like, fuck yeah, this is mine now. <laughs> yeah. My cousin got married in a very posh place in um, Cornwall. And oh, I love bar- Cornwall. It's, it was wealthy. It was right on the coast. Mm. lovely and um they shut the bar at like 10 and me and my brother we were about 20 we were both so angry about this that we while we were finishing the bar area had loads of those like brasses like horse brasses and oh my god i've got a couple down there actually i love those things (laughs) so we woke up we were staying in a little um room with my mum and dad like in a what's it called where you've got two two bedrooms and a little kitchenette thing and mm. we we were like a, a little apartment in the hotel and mum woke up first and just heard this uh, boys you're like well what is this and we went out and we <laughs> fucking filled the whole dining room table with about 50 of these brassings fuck we must have done trips because or t- gone back and got a bag or something that's amazing because <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we didn't want to nick them but we were just crossed at the bar had shut and we've been on the pop all day yeah. Right, we're gonna have to try and somehow hopefully no one's noticed and try and take these all back and then we go sorry about this we decided to um reappropriate some of these into a different area so um do you want to them back if we just put them all back just just down there thank you sorry about that. i don't think we i don't think anyone got in trouble but 
a couple like, of years ago when Christmas was allowed, I was out with some friends and um, Grant came to pick us all up and I stole um, this like 2D glittery Christmas tree that was about, I don't know, 10 inches tall from a kebab <laughs> shop. <laughs> Put it in Grant's really fancy Mercedes and I was like, oh, steal it, steal it. Put it in the bottom. The next day, the whole car was covered in glitter, but that made up 50% of his entire Christmas decoration <laughs> in his house. <laughs> that was his Christmas tree. <laughs> Aww. That's a worthy, so a... that's a worthy trophy, I think. I know. I am Robin Hood. I steal Christmas <laughs> decorations from the rich. <laughs> and give them to the poor. <laughs> Christmas for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I'd have thought I'd got away, I could get away with it, or if we weren't like the last to leave from Lee's party, I definitely would have stole one of those glowing testicles. Yeah. Oh those... my god, they were massive, weren't they? Yeah. They were. They were orbs. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That was so fun. That what really was. Night. That was a great night. Yeah. That was fun. I'm really glad that Joe was like, "Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, why not?" Oh my god, um, I'm so glad. How yeah, was the, it was great. How was the Black Moon little Christmas do? Oh, it was lovely because some of the guys there that I haven't seen them for like two years since the pandemic started. So well overdue, a big catch up. And yeah, it was because they're like my family, my home away from home. To see them all again, it was just great. So yeah, we just had a couple of drinks and caught up. I caught up with everyone. And yeah, it was awesome. It's always great to see them because I just kind of float around like I'm a bit of a nomad. I don't really have any particular place. So when I'm in various tattoo shops that I guessed at it's so nice when I walk in and everyone's like oh my god Ari's here because I never expect that reception at all like I just feel like such a little grub just hanging around all the time (laughs) yeah when I when I saw everyone and they were all like oh my god yeah I'm so glad you're here and it was like oh guys I'm so excited to see you all it was lovely I love that I love that shop as well it's such a family feel like I wish it was closer because I would just be there the whole time yeah, Joe's constantly like, come come and work here, come and work here. And I was like, oh, mate, if that commute across Salisbury wasn't so bad, yeah, I, I absolutely would. But in the new year, I'm going to be in Blackmoon a lot more often. So oh, that'll be gosh. fun. Yeah. How far is it from you? Um, so Froome, from where I live, is about an hour's drive. Oh, OK. Um, and it's actually a really beautiful drive because it's just all across the countryside. Um, and where Froome's right on the Wiltshire Somerset border it's really easy to get to but there's just one little section where I have to kind of scooch around the top of Salisbury and if the traffic's bad oh it's a nightmare oh yeah is that like when you go past Stonehenge and it's all the tourists slowing down to (laughs) that is constantly a bugbear in in Salisbury life everyone's like oh that road down by Stonehenge like yeah I know right <laughs> I tend to only ever go that way for the solstice like I'll, I'll be down there at Stonehenge for the solstice but um yeah other than that I try and avoid it because I know once all the grockles are out oh my god it's a nightmare <laughs> what? grockles tourists oh. all rubbernecking <laughs> we get it through the forest all the time like you know them because they they see a pony and it's like the fucking only pony they've ever seen their whole life they're like oh my god Please stop touching the horses. You're not supposed to. (laughs) Some of us are trying to get to work. (laughs) Um, So tell us about your shop, where it's based and and what it is. So my little little studio, based Loro Tattoo, it's a private studio in Bournemouth that I opened about three years ago now. Um, And I 
kind of only classed two of those years because obviously we had COVID all of last year so I didn't really get to work that much but yeah it's just a cute little studio that's off the main Charminster Road so it's a private setting and I don't really have anyone else working in there at the moment I'm going to set up for guest artists for next year but I love that it's just a one-on-one vibe with having my client in I can focus on them they can focus on getting tattooed and like I make a big point of being quite outspoken on social media about how it's like a super inclusive space everyone's welcome because with everything going on in the industry at the moment and so many people being exposed for not such great things I think it's really important that we are active for those people you know who feel like you know I can't come and get tattooed because my skin's too dark or you know if someone's trans and they feel uncomfortable like it's really important to make it welcoming so I try and just be like yeah everyone come in come and hang out with me (laughs) it definitely seems that way like it yeah it does sound like a really inclusive space because of well I've followed you forever so so it was even before we knew each other I was like oh I'm gonna make her my friend and look what's happened I know (laughs) I love that I love it it's I manifested it so many great people in my life now thanks to tattooing and I'm just most of the time I'm just in awe like all these artists that I absolutely have on pedestals like I love all you guys and then yeah when I start talking I'm like oh my god don't be a fangirl calm down come on (laughs) (laughs) my entire podcast (laughs) yeah my entire podcast career is me fangirling basically like every episode I'm like oh my god I'm so excited things are coming on I love you (laughs) oh bless yeah no when you asked me to do it I was just like you you want me on here like look at your back catalogue and you want me on here okay (laughs) (laughs) oh well you're awesome and you are such an excellent tattoo so I'm sure there'll be loads of people who want you to tell them how you do it (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I don't really know so you know (laughs) someone when I was up um I was at um a friend Danielle's shop this weekend in um Dundee at Sanctuary and their apprentice said oh do you mind if I pick your brains about stippling and I was like yeah of course um shout out to Ollie and um but I was like well I I, I don't actually I don't really know just do it exactly <laughs> it just kind of comes out of my hands yeah yeah I've, I've had a couple of conversations with people that are like how do you do that and I'm like mate I fucking don't know really it just happens just comes out and that's how it is <laughs> yeah he made him set up like um like he had like a uh what are they called pound of flesh hands yeah I made him set up so that I could show him but tattooing a pound of flesh fucking sucks and I was trying to, I was it. doing what I would normally do and you don't get stipples out of a fucking machine so I was like well I've taught you nothing <laughs> <laughs> you've given the basic idea though um, yeah I think like if that you learn so much just from watching someone else tattoo I had my knuckles tattooed by Gary Burns in Brighton a, a couple of years ago last year someone a couple of years ago and he was hand poking and I was saying like oh how do you know like because obviously it feels so completely different to a machine and he said the same thing he was like oh if I if I could tell you I would but I don't know I just know and so just watching him do that I was like right I'm gonna take that away and I'll have a little go at that myself and <laughs> yeah it's it's just wild how much you pick up just from watching other people tattoo yeah which is the beauty of guest spots as well yeah absolutely I've learned so many little bits off people and I'm just so grateful like 
every time if I have like a gap, I try and keep gaps if I'm doing guest spots so that I can go and sit and watch whoever I'm working with. Um, I had a cancellation once when I was at um, Black Sheep in Bristol with Paula Castle and mm -hmm. she was doing a, one of her neo-trad portraits and just to sit and watch and be able to be like, so what, what colours are you using and what ink is that and how are you doing that? And let me have a look at that. <laughs> and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I was like that. She did one on the front of my shin. So I was literally just sitting there watching her do it. And I was like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing, what are you doing that for? What are you using? And totally, but when you're like in pain as well I was asking the questions as a bit of a distraction and I can't remember anything that she said yeah <laughs> that's the only problem in it if it's on you you're like oh my god I should really be watching you but can we just not right now it hurts yes. yeah. <laughs> when I was getting tattooed on Saturday um Danielle's husband Jay was tattooing a girl and well he was just getting ready to tattoo her and he was like so like um you know what it's going to be like with tattooing the same areas had before like it might just pinch a bit in this place or something like that and she was like oh actually I really love the pain I've been really looking forward to it <laughs> I love it so much and he was like ask Lucy if she loves the pain and she <laughs> I mean it was like hour three or something on my arm and I was like I do not love the pain and you're a psychopath <laughs> do, do, is that true do you reckon some people do like it like a like a sadomasochistic thing yes some so, people like, do. I have, and not a sec. A I don't. By that, like I don't that. mean any. I don't mean like a sexual thing. But there's a, you know, people, without getting into it, you know, that 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 an emotional release can come. Yeah. From. I suppose it can pain. be cathartic. Yeah, but yeah, I don't understand any enjoyment. Yeah, and when I say I, without getting into it, I, that was uh, me because I don't understand it and can't comment <laughs> on it, rather than telling you you can't. <laughs> If I think you know it depends it. like where where it is because I've had tattoos where yeah it can be cathartic relaxing like even soothing in a way sometimes and then you have other areas where you just think fuck me this is like wet fire please stop it hurts <laughs> wet, wet fire is funny <laughs> it's the most accurate thing <laughs> yeah. I reckon like yeah so bits on like arms legs and stuff I don't tend to find it's too hard to sit through but it's like all my pain is concentrated into this area on my ribs that I call the dip of doom mm. and that is the worst <laughs> oh yeah. I'll never Not get that favorite. place tattooed well I've had like tiny bits there and I'll never never go back there no, I, I always said that because I've got a massive one on this side and I was like, oh, if I could go back and start that again, would I have it a bit smaller, maybe? I don't know. I was like, I'm never going to do the other side, though. It'll be fine. And now I'm like, <laughs> maybe it's time. Oh, <laughs> do you no. want to do that to yourself again, really? <laughs> I know. That's it. There are areas where I just know I'm never going to do, like, I'm never going to finish my feet and I'm never oh. going to do my ribs, the rest of my oh. ribs, Yeah. No, I'm Fair happy enough. to be, I'm happy to have a bodysuit without feet and ribs. That's fine by me. Yeah, totally. Whatever works for you. I think like there is a common misconception that tattooists are like head to toe covered. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of us now, like I'm in comparison to a lot of people I know, I'm not what I would consider heavily tattooed compared to others, but like people outside of tattooing are like oh my god you've got loads and I'm like mm, not really though <laughs> you should see some of my friends <laughs> that's sensible though really like I guess you've just put more thought into it and you've got the space available if you yeah. find somebody you really want to be tattooed by yeah absolutely 
rather than nice. like when you're a young kid and you're just like, yeah, oh my it. god, all the tattoos ever. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I always wanted, yeah. I always wanted a tattoo. And, um, I didn't get a tattoo till I was 24, but I was talking about it from 18. I used to doodle what tattoos I'd have, like mm-hmm. in, in books at work and college and uni and stuff. And fuck, in uh, laser would be. I'll be putting a, I'll be putting a laser person's kids through college. <laughs> You see, like a lot of memes, which are if I had the tattoos I wanted when I was 17, 18, and it was like a My Chemical Romance chess piece or something like that, but like really early 2000s, badly done. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that I was not doing that then. (laughs) Yeah. I know so many people with like new school swallows, hearts, diamonds, stars. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool, bright colored chest now having it lasered as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) how long have you been tattooing so I worked out earlier actually I've been tattooing just under 14 years which is terrifying (laughs) blimey Um, I know I can't believe it I was like oh my god when I got to 10 years I was like that is quite a while maybe I'll uh maybe I'll know what I'm doing a little bit by now you know (laughs) start to actually understand what I'm doing it's taken me a decade but we're there now and um, yeah, now it's like, oh, 14 years. People say, like, how long has it been time? I'm like, oh, my God, I a long time. I should be way better than this by now. But here Shut we up. <laughs> oh, my God, your tattoos are so good, honestly. Oh, You're a penis. You. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how did you get into it? Um, basically, I, well, I found out what tattoos were when I was six. And I wanted to be a vet up until the point I realized that I would have to go to university and study maths. Um, And that was around the time that I realized that I could draw for a living on people's skin. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do that. So when I went through, obviously, you go through like your teenage phases of, oh, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to do this. Do you know what I mean? And I always came back to tattooing. It was all I ever really wanted to do. Um, I don't function very well in like a typical job setting um, with like a hierarchy and being told that things need to be done a certain amount by a certain time and all that kind of stuff. It's just not how I work. It's someone says, do the thing. And I'll be like, no, not doing it. I'm not doing it now. Um, So tattooing just was something where I felt like I could really get my hand in to what I wanted to do, but also it was going to give me the outlet to be creative constantly um because I'm really good at kind of going yeah I'll do that in a bit you know and not actually doing anything but now with with tattooing it you know you have to show up you have to show up for your clients you have to show up because they're going to be there at 11 30 and if you haven't drawn anything then you've fucked up you know so <laughs> yeah I just I I loved everything about tattooing like I used to watch a lot of um you know the tattoo age series that Vice did years ago and stuff like that yeah. like, I, I just loved everything about it. And so when I was lucky enough to get an apprenticeship, I was not going to let that go for love nor money. Like I was going to cling on <laughs> with my fingernails <laughs> if I had to, because yeah, I got, um, I got into my apprenticeship. It was a really old school apprenticeship and oh my God, if someone turned up with the sketchbook that I produced at my interview, there is no way I would have given them a job. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like what did you have in it what sort of stuff was in your portfolio just like typical kind of doodles um like 
snakes, dragon heads, things like that. Um, I'm inspired a lot by a lot of music and stuff. So I would do things based around lyrics that I'd seen, but also with like a heavy traditional tattoo influence, I suppose. Um, and yeah, there was a couple of ropey Jesus heads in there and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. A couple of ropey attempts at script. And then, yeah, for some reason they gave me a job and here I am now. So yeah, so grateful for that opportunity because I don't think I would have got anywhere else. You know? I, <laughs> I'd still now be working my shitty bakery job at the co-op thinking, oh, fucking I'll get an apprenticeship sometime, you know? <laughs> you said that your apprenticeship was old school. Yeah. Was it in what way was it old school? Was it that you were put upon or were you made to do shit that you didn't want to do? Yeah, it was just a really traditional shop. So yeah. we um, it was called Crazy Hogs in Eastleigh. Um, and then it was when I started working there, they just changed the name to South Coast Inc. But um, it was one of the oldest shops in the southwest. Um, that Richard had the shop for probably about 17 years I think 18 years by the time I started working there um, wow. and it was just an old traditional shop you know flash racks on the walls tattoo anything that comes in kind of thing typical street shop and so I learned everything because bless his heart he was great but he needed someone to rub, run the shop you know so it ended up I just learned how to do everything um from cleaning everything right up to running the shop, doing the books, making sure the appointments were drawn up and things like that. Um, and I learned so much just from, I think I was there for about four years before I moved to Bournemouth. Um, and it was very much a case of he would, even after I'd technically finished the apprenticeship, he would still expect me to draw all his stuff. Like if he, didn't want to or whatever then it would be like oh you have to make sure that this is ready blah 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 um and then it would also be things like he'd bring in a sky bill or something and be like you need to call these people and sort my sky out at home or <laughs> you know you need to run out and just can you go and pay this money in the bank not for the shop just for me you know <laughs> so yeah it was very much a literally do everything baptism of fire um but I learned so much like there's no way I would know how to run a shop without working in that shop doing that apprenticeship and I would not go back and change it for the world even though there were some days when I was like oh my god this is I'm dead on my feet like this is not what I expected this is such hard work everything's a challenge like I still persevered because I was just like no I fucking love tattooing it's what I want to do and if this is how I'm going to do it I'm going to fucking stick with it you know so when when um, you were being uh, sorry, to... just to quickly interrupt, Elvis is next to me, heavy breathing and purring, just in case there's any noise pollution. From oh, bless. He's trying to be sexy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he heard Ham Hoopla earlier, and it's got him. <laughs> He's like the real reason he came over. <laughs> um, I was going to say when when you were being asked to draw for other people, is that when you were full time and had? Like, yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I fully appreciate like when you're doing apprentice duties and stuff, there would be things that would come in off the street and like the way the shop was, we all had to be ready. So if someone came in and wanted some scripts, then we would draw it up. Then if someone wanted some swallows, if someone wanted some black and gray, like whatever it was, we wanted to be able to offer it. 
Um, and so all the little bits that would come in, stars, little butterflies, Cherry Creek flash, that kind of stuff. Um, Rich would just be like, oh, you, you draw that up or whoever was working in the shop at the time. Um, but then there would be bigger things that maybe he didn't have the time to draw up or just didn't want to draw up. I don't know. Um, and then we would draw those things up for him to be ready to tattoo in the morning. So that I appreciated that during the apprentice times, but when I was trying to then do my own drawings and then yeah. draw his stuff as well, I was a bit like, I can't do it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> when you got your apprenticeship, did he give you any sort of indication that he expected you to stay for a certain length of time or anything like no. that? No, it was pretty much an open-ended thing where um, the two other artists who worked there at the time, Joe Talbot, who works up in Chester now, and Dan Berry, who owns a shop down in Botley, I think it is. Um, Rich trained all of us, so we all were trained by him. And um, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, staying for a set, did he tell you to stay? Yes. He had to stay for a setting time. Yeah, no, that was never discussed. It was basically just a, I didn't even really get the whole, okay, you've officially done your apprenticeship now. Like, so you're going to be a full-time tattooer now. I, di I didn't even get that. It just kind of all fell into place. And it wasn't until I, I'd been tattooing for about maybe six years where I actually started to feel like I was starting to get the hang of it and starting to understand things like composition or working um, in a way that complemented the shape of the body and the skin and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he never sort of said, okay, we're going to do this for three years and then you're done. I, I don't know if it can be as cut and dried as that because everyone yeah. is so different. So everyone develops very differently. Um, and I definitely needed all of that time to like get, anywhere <laughs> yeah I see people who are like I finished my apprenticeship now after doing a year and I'm just like how the fuck do you know what you're doing like you don't you just don't actually you just yeah you don't and I feel like the thing is you don't even I always joke about young tattooers hitting the terrible tattoos because <laughs> they seem to get to two years in and suddenly they fucking know everything there is to know about tattooing and they just, you haven't even been producing tattoos long enough to see how they've settled and healed over time. Yeah. And you really need to have like a, a, at least five years under your belt to really start to understand what you're doing, how things can be improved and that kind of stuff. So you see these kids now who tattoo, like they, they literally walk into a shop to start an apprenticeship, are given a tattoo machine on the third day they're in there start busting out really shit janky tats and then six months later they fuck that studio off because they don't want to be told what to do anymore and then they go and open a studio yeah. then get an apprentice <laughs> and it, it all starts again and I just think what I felt like I didn't open my shop until I'd been tattooing for 10 years and I still felt like it was too soon it just happened to work out that way you know so I think god uh, uh, you couldn't pay me to open a shop after tattooing for two three years mate no way Christ, yeah. <laughs> yeah my god much. that would be yeah even the thought of well I mean it's like I saw DC quite a lot of it because it's grant shop like my half but I don't 
I don't have the responsibility mm-hmm. and the thought of that responsibility, especially right now in fucking pandemic, like, oh, yeah. it just gives me the willies a little bit. So, mm. yeah. You for, <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, it's been a challenge, but um, yeah, I'm made of hardy stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will make me more resilient than, hey, how about we really try and ruin the world? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm a cockroach, mate. I'll fucking be here till the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> Take my head off. I'll still be there. Yeah. Hanging out tattoos, mate. For yeah. um up to up to five days. Before, yeah. But I won't be able to eat or drink, so then I will die. <laughs> Just whilst the nerves are still kicking, I'll be there fucking <laughs> I like that. Well, it's that Japanese seafood dish where it's still like on the plate but moving. Like, oh, um... well they they put salt on it, don't they? And it contracts the nerves in the oh, octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like it's all alive. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Nah. What are you having for dinner tonight, mate? Oh, I'm going to have a bowl of Kraken. What about you? No, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, but this, this Kraken is not even like properly cooked. It's still flapping about and it sticks to your face. So Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's nothing like less appealing, you know? Right. Just not for me. What about window ham? Mirror. Mirror ham. Fuck, you know, it. Fuck the joke. Mirror ham, window ham. I mean, it works on windows too, you know? I'm sure it yeah. does. <laughs> That was the best place for that ham. That was fucking pathetic, that sandwich. I can't we just believe went into you the bought it. Just, it was like a gas station sandwich. You came out and all three of us went, oh, Lucy, what are you doing with that? I just wanted some bread. I thought that bread was the way to go for to soak up the tequila. It was not. No. <laughs> the bread was fine. The ham, however, was not. <laughs> oh. Also, we had, like opened up the sandwich and there was like a centimetre of ham and then like two centimetres of <laughs> Cheese. and the yeah. rest of it was bread it was pathetic i should have taken a photo of that oh, oh yeah that's Grim. why the ham i think that's why the ham ended up on the mirror actually yeah because we, we, it was so disappointing i was like do you know this i'll make this this would be the best ham you've ever seen <laughs> fucking whack look at that <laughs> the holy grail of ham <laughs> yeah. yeah then the ham got some respect because we were like whoa yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the tequila and the God knows how many Long Island iced teas had nothing to do with that. Nah. Oh, yeah, it... Long Island iced tea. Hmm. Yeah, just Yum. pure ham admiration. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I was going to ask before I got distracted by a ham sandwich, as usual. Um, <laughs> where did the name for your shop come from? What does it mean? So Vase Toloro actually translates from, I'm going to get my nerd on now, it translates to City of Bones um, from the Dothraki language in uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> but it's not mentioned in the TV show, it's mentioned in the book and there's quite a like long chapter about like Vase Toloro, this place. Um, and I decided on it because I have a lot of skulls and taxidermy and things like that and I was like yeah this is basically going to be the city of bones mate so yeah I just decided on that and I thought it was really great until every time I have to ring a supplier or something and it's like oh it's Ari from Vase yeah I'll spell it (laughs) V-A-E-S did you did you have like a list of options or did you have that in your head long before you considered getting a shop no do you know what I um I originally wanted to call my studio if I ever opened one like 
I think one of them was um, the Handsome Devils Club. I thought that was a really cool name. That's awesome. Yeah, and then, like, I thought, oh, no, that might, you know, maybe give the wrong impression. It'll put people off. I don't know. I just overthought stuff. And then when everything with my shop kind of fell into place, the name just came up. And I was just like, that is fucking sick, mate. Vase Solari Tattoo. Yep, that's me. It's like, because, again, going back to influence from music or... Um, literature or TV or anything I love things which are subtle so whenever someone comes to me for like a band tattoo or something I love to do it in a way where if you know then it's really obvious that it's that but if you don't know then it's yeah I've had a lot of clients who have like bumped into each other at shows who don't know each other and been like oh my god did you get tattooed by Ari blah 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 um and like they've created these friendships just based on these tattoos that I've done that's because cool. they're subtle and they've just gone, yeah, that's a Frank Turner tattoo or, you know, Paramore tattoo, whatever. And it, yeah, I love that. So with the shop, I've had so many people be like, oh, where's the name come from? And I think I've had maybe three people be like, oh, it's from Game of Thrones, isn't it? And I'm like, my guy, you're <laughs> damn right. <laughs> that must be really cool if you if you know that people who don't wouldn't necessarily be in each other's company. And the reason they bonded is because of art that you did. That is honestly like that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. yeah, like I love that. Like when people are, oh, oh, I started talking to so and so, blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys all get on so well. You're both into the same stuff, you know, whatever. But to hear that friendships have been formed yeah, like that's... on the foundation of something that I did, like that's just wild. I'm like, yeah. hey, if if that's what tattoos provide for some people, like I just think that is one of the reasons tattooing is just the best thing ever like that's why I love it it brings people together in such weird and wonderful ways oh it's so true I love Mm. it as well I do feel so lucky yeah there's not a day that I wake up and I think oh fucking don't want to go to work do you know what I mean like we all have days when we're like oh I really don't want to get up or I could do without this today but then once as soon as I'm in the shop I'm like I fucking love this like I'm stoked to do whatever it is whether it's um like a little um today I did two matching like lion and lioness tattoos Mm -hmm. for a mother and daughter and they're just like little things but they were so stoked on them and um the mum they're both from Romania and the mum doesn't speak English so there was a little bit of a language barrier um, but the fact that they both wanted to come to me to do those tattoos that obviously really meant a lot to them. Like, it doesn't matter. It could be a fucking bodysuit or it could be like a tiny little outline on a hand or a wrist. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's really important to that person. And if I can provide that for someone, then yeah, like nothing is too big or too small. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to yeah. do something. And if that's what you want, yeah, fucking right. Which I think is the biggest lesson for any new tattooist. Like they see our Instagrams and they see a set kind of thing. The only thing we post, because that's what we want to do more of. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that we do still do everything. Like me, yeah. less so because I am like incredibly lucky to do so much of what I'd like love to do. But we all do it. We all do stuff yeah. that we wouldn't put on, on the internet. But yeah, they don't see it. So they just think, well, I'm going to start tattooing and I'm only going to do black work and I'm not even going to learn to do colour because what's the point? Whereas actually, yeah. like, that's how you pay your rent. Exactly. And it's like, I think now as well, you get kids who are, again, going back to the like young tattoo 
people who have been tattooing for like I don't know half a year or whatever and they're like I specialize in blah 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 I'm like mate you've been tattooing 10 minutes you don't specialize in shit yet you know you've (laughs) got to pay your dues and do all of it like yeah I appreciate that maybe you don't we all have things that we prefer working in and things like that but I think when you're young and as in young in the tattoo industry I think that you really need to be open to absorbing as much skill as you can like people ask for advice on things and I say the same thing to everyone like don't pick up a machine until you've got an apprenticeship and don't buy an iPad you know stick with your (laughs) sketchbook get your skills down and then then you can once you've established yourself a bit more as an artist you know what you want to produce you know what you like you know what works you know what doesn't work then you can go and start taking the slightly easier route of things like an iPad that that does make life easier like it it has made me more productive it's made me um you know be able to punch out a lot more flash designs and things like that whereas before I'd sit with a sketchbook for like five days and (laughs) pick and rub out and redraw and all that kind of stuff like an iPad just bash it all out and I think that Yes, it's a really big help, but if you're cutting your teeth, you really need to get those foundation skills down first. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. What would be your preference of, I guess, maybe like subject or, well, tattoos? What would be your preference of things to tattoo? Um, I think at the moment I have suddenly had an influx of a lot of, like, imagery that is sort of based more in like witchcraft or paganism and um I've had a few things which is more um like satanic I suppose in a way or occulty uh things based in black metal imageries burning churches things like that and I love all of that stuff like I love anything that has enough background to it that you can research and really find out some juicy information about and like I love doing anything like that or anything that's basically like music inspired or TV show inspired. Like someone comes to me and goes, oh, I really want to get, I don't know, a Gilmore Girls tattoo. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that. You know, I've done so many band tattoos and I just love it. Like, if, especially if it's a band that I'm into, because then I'll just sit there and be like, blah, 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 blah about the band. And they'll be like, yeah, I love this record. I didn't really like this. And yeah it's great it's such a talking point as well like you can talk to people about these things um it's exactly what uh, paula castle said when yeah when we had her on. she was saying I really that. about like yeah. fandoms and yeah and if there's something yeah. she's into she's obviously that then there's a two-way thing but even if it's not yeah you learn stuff and then you go oh i might be interested in that and then totally you go, that. And have a go on it and then you're sort of invested in it more than you would be just from reading about Absolutely. it because you're then yeah. you've got this story from a fan and yeah and you go away and do your own bit on it and get into it maybe totally yeah like I've learned like of maybe films or shows or bands that I haven't listened to or watched or anything like that like from my clients coming in and being like oh you're into this you should check out this this and this and it's like oh yeah that's sick you know um I'm working on a leg sleeve at the moment um on one of my lovely Canadian clients, Jess, her name is, hi Jess. Um, and she, um, <laughs> hi Jess. Hi, Jess. Jess. She wanted Jess. to do a um, piece that was based on the wheel of the year. So obviously in paganism, everything is done by the wheel of the year and the change of seasons and things like that. 
but all the things that she wanted to include were also really like integrated personally into her own practice and things and that has been such a great project to work on because we're both into it massively but being able to work with her on what she wants to include which is things that maybe I wouldn't have thought to include and like we talk about a lot of folklore and a lot of um you know pagan origins of things and and it's just such a treat every time she comes in and we've been working on it for about a year because we tried to line everything up with the sabbats so that she was getting the theme of the month like with the sabbats as they fell but like the pandemic kind of fucked with that a little bit but yeah it's just been such a great time to spend that time with someone who obviously really appreciates that side of things but also is totally open for me to kind of go mad and add what I want to do in there as well and it's just yeah I love doing stuff like that it's just so fun I love it (laughs) is it all full color yeah totally full color um so we've done basically we've done um like eight I think eight ten something like that all like individual pieces which are kind of integral to that sabbat but they all kind of start to flow together and it's just so much fun like I love it it's all full color loads of detail everything I could ask for in a tattoo (laughs) sounds lush have you put have you put any of it on Instagram so far um I think I might have done I've I've posted like sneak bits of it I've been so bad with updating my Instagram I've got such a backlog of work I don't know what happened I got the fear of you know the social media fear and I was like I just oh my god yeah I'll update that I'll update that and then it ends up being months later and I just think I really need to uh really need to pull my finger out and sort that out so there's a lot of work that I haven't posted for ages and I really need to get better at that but some of it will show up at some point (laughs) yeah I'm the same I'm so bad at posting and then Instagram punishes me because I've not posted and it's just a vicious circle Mm. getting nowhere yeah (laughs) it is I just I can't I don't put any like what's the word um like clout in with social media anymore like yeah if I've got clients coming in you know coming in my doors and filling up my diary that's what's important like that people are happy with the work they're getting people are still coming back to me um that's worth so much more than you know 500 likes on Instagram or whatever yeah it just I feel like social media is starting to die a little death and yeah yeah people are just fed up with it like it's just I'm a tattooist I'm not a fucking film producer photographer you know all this kind of stuff now people are going you need to do reels you need to do video I'm like no I'm not taking any more time out of my clients time than I need to to take a photo I feel bad enough about that they've gone for a tattoo not a fucking photo shoot you know yeah (laughs) I don't want to sit there and do a reel but if that's what you've got to do to stay relevant and I'll catch up probably in about four years (laughs) yeah (laughs) I remember remember once on your story this has stuck with me because I was so outraged but you'd like you were like you put something up and you said something along the lines of I've got a load of emails to do um ask me some questions or something like that or say something put up a question box so people could say something Mm -hmm. and somebody was like somebody commented and said why don't you spend less time on um on Instagram and more time just doing your emails oh yeah <laughs> I'd forgotten about that yeah totally. I was like 
you fucking tiki cunt and i hope you never fucking tattoo them like what a prick no i've no no idea they are just like some instagram troll i think it was but it made me laugh because of the fucking sass i was like oh my All god right, that was babe, salty should i come and tell you how to do your job i thought you yeah. had no idea that's the Jesus. thing people constantly feel like as a tattooer you should be accessible 24 hours yeah. a day seven days a week yes. and it's like no man we've got lives like we've got stuff to do and we we don't have non-expendable energy do you know what I mean we have yeah. a limit to what we can do and if it's not good enough for you then guess I don't want to tattoo you very much you know what I mean like <laughs> <laughs> I'm still managing to run a studio like I've got chronic illnesses and all the rest of it so it's just like no I've got this many hours in a day and I've got this many hours that I can work and if it's not good enough for you then fuck off yeah. I do find it weird how how people love to uh, moan about the practices of of stuff that they're like that they're not even interested in they're not even mm. like, you, I can't remember who it was but someone it was when um restrictions eased and there was mm. the whole thing where people were saying you've got to wear a mask or you've, you you uh, people going the other way saying if you come in you, you're not allowed to wear a mask and all that shit mm. and someone was saying that they said oh we, we'd, we'd ask you to wear a mask if you're in please they did it very politely mm-hmm. i can't remember who it was and that's going to annoy me but they someone said well you've just lost a customer so they, they bit back <laughs> it turned out that that person wasn't a customer didn't even live anywhere near them. Hadn't never been in the shop. Never been tattooed by them. It's always oh, those that. people, don't they? Was it you? Yeah, I had that as well. I put up a post saying like, um, "Please wear a mask to your appointment," and someone was like, "Well, unfollow." I'm like, bye, so, yeah. Felicia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Like, no skin off my nose, mate. See you on the flip side. <laughs> yeah, literally. Go walk to the edge of the earth and hopefully you'll draw a fall off. We'll see what happens. I mean, because those are the kinds of people that do believe there's an edge to the earth, you know? Yeah. I, I watched a documentary and apparently <laughs> that because of how gravity, although we can't see it, exists and is proven to exist. Proven? Yeah. It's proven. Proven. They, proven. They, um, people who said the, the flat earth, because of gravity, would have to pull everything inwards. It would be impossible to get to the edge. You just carry on walking up until it was so <laughs> steep because of gravity that you wouldn't be able to get to the edge. Oh, so yeah. Is that where all the five G posts are? Yes. No, yeah. no. I think they're in. Uh, they're up Bill Gates's bum. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? Just he beaming does, out as he walks around. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, I just laughed into my bottle there, and I got an echo. Nice, nice little noise there. It's all the noise pollution for me today. Fine. Well, and Elvis. And Elvis. Yeah, my childish friend stomped downstairs as well. I had to quickly mute it while she came in and went, uh, why didn't you tell me you were doing podcasts? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me give you access to my calendar. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You need it. Like a checklist of stuff. No, I'm busy. Don't talk to me. Don't interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Feed yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I fed her. I did my legal duty before coming on the pod. She wouldn't eat broccoli and still in soup though. No, so had her favourite beige options. I mean, beige food is where it's at. I'm a big fan of a beige buffet. It is the one. Oh, <laughs> beige buffet. buffet. Yeah. Mm. yeah, always necessarily, necessarily, necessary. Particularly for the wrestling, wrestling weekends, beige <laughs> food only. <laughs> um. I went to a wake 
um, in Birmingham oh, and me all the lots of good stuff we went we were lolling me and, me, then... me and my brother were like this is amazing this, the spread they had on was like this is it was just beige with dips and I was like I could, I could do three plates here I don't think you're allowed but we will, we will. Yeah. amazing yeah well done to, to that yeah <laughs> all Fuck the food it. I've eaten this weekend has been beige as well to be fair because I have been in my homeland oh, oh yeah bless so you. tell me about so you, you only had one of your pasta pies because that's it oh, I mean that you asked me that on Saturday morning and I've been there for 12 hours so oh, you had more I'd left that. I'd had gotcha. no I 35 bought... <laughs> uh, yeah. no when we were leaving I stopped at um stopped at Clarkie's bakery which is a 24-hour bakery in Dundee oh my god um, amazing I know 24-hour bakery sounds it's epic wonderful and dangerous yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, and I bought four um which I pretty much ate on the no mostly ate on the journey down and then I had the others the next day and mainly because the journey took 12 hours because I broke down on the way home oh no that's, I, oh, I was like Scott, I said I text Mick and I was like I've broken down and I said I hate Scotland oh, I hate Scotland I hate cars and Mick said don't blame Scotland Scotland is God's country and afterwards I was like after I'd stopped crying I was like oh my God, I'm sorry Scotland I didn't mean it you just don't want me to leave <laughs> You're gonna have to write a formal apology to Scotland I know, now. I know. You I mean it. I've I've broken down on the way back from Scotland. Oh shit! How far away are you? I'm actually still in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's not on the way back from Scotland. That's like in Australia. Um, I always say to people because I say a lot of things are just up the road here because they are to me. Um, and yeah, now and again, people be like, oh, I'm going to fucking i don't know kent or something and i'm like oh yes just up the road what is it like two and a half hours it's nothing they're like it's fucking miles i was like mate i used to live in a place where if you drove for two days you were just two days further away from where you came from you weren't fucking any closer <laughs> to anything else <laughs> when did, when did you live in when did you live in Aussie? did you was that as a child or did you work there yeah i grew up over there so we moved Sweet. over there when i was six and then that. Yeah, I moved back when I was a teenager, about 15, I think, 14, 15, something like that. So, yeah, I grew up over there and we an moved accent? around a lot. Yeah, and I still do. Like, there's occasionally the odd word will come out with a twang in it or I say a lot of things that are Australian words that people don't get. So I'll be like, oh, I'll pass us that text to mate. And they'll be like, what the fuck is a text? And like, it's a felt-tip pen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say a device. <clears throat> no, no, it's just a felt-tip pen. They're called texters over there. And it's, some of the words have just stuck with me. But there's a few, like, sayings that I'll do. Like, I'm constantly going, fucking die for it, mate. And stuff <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> And far out's another one. I say far out a lot. <laughs> far out. That's such yeah. a good word. First word, I know, multiple words, two words. They're very good, two words. <laughs> yeah, it helps me stop swearing because, like, people will say something, and I'll be like, oh, far out, man, like, rather than fucking out. <laughs> Do you say rack off? No, I used to, but I don't now. It's like that's faded out and. The thing I do still say occasionally is feral. So if you're like, oh, that's fucking yeah. feral, mate. It means like, yeah. oh, that's rough. That's ratchet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good word. Yeah, feral. feral that's Mick is feral. feral. I have been described as feral. feral. Always. I've, also, yeah. I've also been told that I'm fair dinkum in the cunt department, which I think 
which I yeah. think is is good. Yeah, fair like, dingham. Being Fucking a good, fair being, play. being a good cunt is not yeah. being a cunt. It's being a good bloke. He's a good lad, Mick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good cunt. He's a cunt. He's a good cunt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. I guess. Oh, I love that. So are you? Would you be able to move back then, or are you British? Yeah, I've got a dual nat- nationality, so yeah. I can when, this, when, we, when we burn into the sea, you can just go. See ya. Yeah, exactly. Fucking see ya. Won't wanna be ya. Yeah. And fair dinkum to you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. would you move back? I don't think I would move back to live there, but like we're planning to go over there like as soon as we can, really. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I need to sort out in Australia. Um, unfortunately, lost my dad really suddenly at the beginning of the year. And of course, oh, the pandemic's just been yeah. a fucking nightmare. So we can't get out there and sort anything out. You know, the fucking selfish cunt died without a will. So <laughs> I've got to sort everything out. Oh, man. oh my like... God. Did he live out there then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lived out oh, there. Oh, Yeah. But um, yeah, just is what it is, you know. Oh fuck yeah! Oh yeah. well, I Sorry hope to get back out there quickly. Oh, thank you. Then. Yeah, I hope so. I'm excited to go back. Like we've got a lot of friends who we consider family out there and stuff like that. So it'll be really cool to go back over there. But I'm a little bit intimidated because there's so much around where I used to live that's changed now. Like some of it's just not even recognizable. So yeah. it's going to be fucking weird to go back to somewhere, you know, <laughs> and be no like, way, yeah. So we live like on the West Coast. West Coast is the best coast. Um, <laughs> we live like two hours down from Perth in a place yeah. like just outside of Mandra. Um, and we also like lived up like near Broome, like in Caratha for a bit as well. And, like basically just traveled along the West Coast quite often um, and saw quite a bit of it, which was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, some experiences that you're just like, as a kid, you're like, fucking yeah, this is my life, whatever. But now thinking back, I'm like, oh, I used to get up in the morning and fucking swim with dolphins. Like what? <laughs> Far out. Far out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I'm going to start saying that life. I dig stuff as well. Because like um, when I was, if have either of you watched the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus? I haven't I'm not a huge Beatles fan I do love the Beatles Um, and John Lennon says that he digs stuff all the time he's like yeah dig it so I'm like yeah I'm gonna say that now I am John Lennon yeah bring it back bring it back from the 60s and 70s fuck yeah anyway um, just because you mentioned dolphin and I sometimes do my impressions on here would you like to hear my impression of a dolphin Uh, oh fuck yes I would I don't know how this will work on a microphone so Oh, yeah. We only heard the bit where you went. Do it louder. I can't do it. It's as loud as my lips go. I'm going to (laughs) try. Lisa just blew off into the microphone. I mean, that's an A Your turn. She wasn't coughing. She was clearing her nether throat. I don't know if I can. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) I, I was speaking over it. Do it again. Do it again. No, just sounds just... like a weird noise. <laughs> just that, just that's a that's a dolphin trapped in a drain. If anyone was yeah. was wondering, <laughs> it's a borrower. <laughs> oh, Mick, try again. This no, is it's done now, isn't it? You've done it. It's ruined. Oh yeah, that was shit actually. Yeah, <clears throat> trying to do it. Right, let's move on. I've got a question. 
Oh, question. Okay. Yeah. What is the Batu Club? The Batu Club. So, um, this kind of came about in some. <laughs> oh, the dolphin. Flipper, back. fuck off. <laughs> um, I basically. You're doing it on purpose. <laughs> Just very cheer, good uh, I enjoyed cheers that myself that one. Yeah, yeah cheers that was good um yes so Finished. the batu club <laughs> not, the, not the dolphin club the batu club um it basically came around <laughs> by accident like <laughs> most of the things i do um where whenever i do like a bat or an animal i i give it a name like as it's coming to life uh. i'm like ah, oh, so this guy's blah 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 and with the bats, I started doing, a, I did a couple and then I was like giving them all these names and backstories. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to make this a thing like the Batu Club. And so I've got like this collection of people who have all got different kinds of bats and they all have like different backstories and things like that. Um, a client of mine who listens to the podcast, actually, Lana. Oh. Hi, Lana. She's Hello, Lana. Excited. Hi, Lana. Um, she has a vampire bat that is part of the Batu Club, and he's called Vlad, Vlad the Lad. Yeah. Uh, oh, legend! Yeah, he loves a bit of a uh, white Russian from time to time, and can be a bit <laughs> of a handful, you know, on a night out. But everyone loves him. <laughs> would he? Would he have come to the strip club with us? Fuck yeah! <laughs> Absolutely. Ordered a couple of Bloody Marys, I reckon. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it just kind of grew. So I've got like I can't even tell you how many members. There's got to be like at least twenty, maybe, of people mm. who are part of the Batu Club, which is just yeah, all these bats and their little backstories and weirdness. I want, I I want don't to know. be a member. I want to Come be a and member. Join the Batu Club. Like, that's I what recruit, we're doing. Recruit that's what everyone. Now. Yeah, definitely. Well, up I was that. just thinking, like, we should absolutely get to, uh, get together and like reenact um, the Christmas party, and I'll get to yes. at the same time. Yes, that would be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. We'll get, we might invite Joe. Might not. We'll think about it. See how we feel. See if she listens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you listen, you're invited. If you don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we could do it um come down to Bournemouth like we'll all get a cheap hotel or something and make a yeah, weekend sick. of it it'll be super fun yeah yeah I'm digging it yeah what's worse though is I don't even have a bat tattoo myself like I'm the founder of the Batu club and I don't what? have one leave it that's where the, that's that's the mystery of it though exactly Ooh. you'll never know you'll yeah. never know who's the founder of the Batu club no one knows Ooh. <laughs> unless you I mention it on I've the podcast perhaps exactly yeah they'll be like that fucking freak that one she's the one <laughs> <laughs> i think i've got three bats but already but i've always thought i'd like a bat from you oh i'd but love to do one for you it'd be great i also want a gilmore girls tattoo as well oh, well i mean i'm more than happy to do both of those things it's like two of my favorite things in like one same idea like what <laughs> yeah oh my god could we do could we do like Gilmore Girls at Halloween? Yes, with because that bat. is the best time for Stars Hollow. Um, also, wasn't there one where Kirk got a bat stuck in his attic or something? Someone had a bat in their <gasps> attic and it was like a whole episode about it. Oh, I can't remember. I've, I've watched, I've watched that show a lot. <laughs> I have watched it. I watched it like 
twice in quite quick succession and then I haven't watched it for about a year now so it's time to watch uh, it again I think I do an annual rewatch like every year it gets to like autumn to and I'm like right fucking Gilmore Girls here we go again you know yes <gasps> yeah. maybe we could do Rory and Lorelai as bats <laughs> I mean I'm sure that I can work that out Luke in a little... as a bat Luke Danes is oh. the best ever followed I... closely by Jess Mariano oh I would I would Luke his Danes I, I would definitely Luke his Danes. <laughs> I would Mariano his Jess. Oh, oh my God. I couldn't Mariano him quick enough. <laughs> Jess Mariano deserved better. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> he did deserve better. Yeah, he really did. Rory's a dick, actually. Yeah, she really is. Like, you watch the show and she's great until she starts getting involved with boys and then she just becomes yeah. the worst kind of person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not and... even going to get into Logan because he is a terrible person, but, you know. That's true. Fuck, yeah. what is, um, what's her friend's name? Oh, my God. It's gone right out of my head. And they did her such a day because she ended up with all the kids. In real life or in the show? In the show. <laughs> Someone ended up with kids. Yeah. In the in the like the new series they did of it. She had oh. loads of kids and she was super bright. Her mum owned the antique shop. What's her name? Lane. Yes. Lane. She ended up having she... twins when she was about 15 or something. And yeah, she, she married um oh god, I can see his face, but I can't re- can't remember his name. The guy from the band. Oh, it's gonna kill me that I can't yeah. remember his name. It's time to Zach. rewatch. Zach. Yeah. Poor Lane. Yeah. No one needs that. No, no one needs that. Plus, also, why why didn't she go with Gil? Hello? Sebastian back. <laughs> like, come oh on. Oh my god! Yes! I forgot. I'm getting high-pitched because I'm excited. <laughs> I forgot Sebastian Back was in it. Oh my god. I'm gonna I, watch every it time he turns up, I'm like, fucking my guy. I love this guy. He's oh, so good. <laughs> I love that he's in that. Me a, too. What a turnout for the book, say. So. What an absolute champion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah, I think it's great. I think it's such a great show. It's so wholesome and I know it so well now. The only time I feel any kind of anxiety watching it is when I know Christopher's coming back. Oh, <laughs> I god. hate Christopher. I hate Christopher. He's a worm. Another dick. That's where Rory gets her dick from. Absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I think you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> Shall we say her dickish behaviors rather mm. than, I think if she was getting dicked by her dad, I don't think yeah. that would be particularly <laughs> PG. <laughs> <laughs> As I said it, I knew what I said. Thing is, you said it, and then you tried to get away with it, but you, all we got was both of the like the whites of your eyes. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, <laughs> dark. <Yeah. laughs> it's like when when Hollyoaks did that whole oh, weird yeah. season that was like Hollyoaks after, after dark. dark yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, the dark years, <laughs> the incest years. Oh my god! There was, there's twice now that I have silent laughed and cried um, in this episode. That's a good sign. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry about it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, let's ask you our only pre-prepared question. If you okay. were, which you may 
I may have given you advance warning, or you may, if you've listened to previous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listened? waiting for the dolphin to come back. I feel like it's going to make a re- <laughs> There's a tattooist oh saying that someone on the Gilmore Girls is being fucked by their dad. We better get down there and save them. <laughs> Quick, Flipper. Oh, sorry, I misheard. It's fine. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. I'll try that again in English and not dolphin. <laughs> if you're on a desert island and you could choose three tattooists to be with, not dolphins, who would they be? And why? Oh God, that is such a hard question. Like, I don't even know. I don't know if I could pick this because I would just want everyone that I love to be there. <laughs> like do I just go completely out of the park and pick artists who I don't know personally and just go yeah these guys might be a laugh but then they might be dicks I don't know you know yeah I'm very um impractical on a desert island as well exactly you have to do that whole weird horrible awkward introduction thing and no one really knows (laughs) who anyone is you know I probably have to pick yeah exactly like it could just be hell on earth I reckon I would probably have to go with people who I knew were going to be a really fucking good time so it would be like yeah I'm stuck on a desert island but fuck it I'm with these guys and they're great um first of all I probably have to say my best mate we call each other almost twins because we're the same person we've known each other since college Aaron Lane he owns a studio with his wife in Boston now Pearl Street Tattoo so I would probably take him and Boston in the UK or America? No, Boston in America. Yeah, they're on the stateside now. Yeah, they're about to have their first baby. Very exciting. Um, but yeah, we've been like best mates forever. We've got ridiculous matching cartoon tattoos that high five like when we high five. Like it's just yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Um, and he can build stuff. So I feel like Perfect. that's a good option to have. You know, Andy. Um, who else? I reckon I would probably I'd have to take Joe because I feel like we'd keep our our each other's heads on. You know what I mean? Like, I'd start to lose the plot. She'd bring me around and vice versa. Um, yeah. and then and she's guaranteed to have sunscreen with her as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. Which is yeah. always a necessity on the uh, <laughs> on the desert island. I hear as a golf. You know, yeah, exactly. Goth life. I'll take a parasol as well. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then, oh, God, I don't know. That's too hard, mate, honestly. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. Someone who would be a really, really good time. So you'd have to have the party atmosphere. So I reckon someone like Kerry. Hello, Kerry Tattoos from Black Moon. Yes, um, she would be a laugh. Like I know that she'd be able to fashion a pina colada out of a rotten coconut or something, you know. Yeah. So we would just—it would just be party time, you know. Build a tiki bar, set up, got the sunscreen in. That would be fucking wicked, mate. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to try and get an invite to this desert island if it ever happens because it's mate, like open the most invitation. awesome group. I'm I was going to say you can come because I know that we would cause a riot, but I felt like it was sucking up. So. I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one's ever said me. It's because they don't want to sound like been, they're sucking up. It would have been really nice somebody to say it. I'll just be just me and the dolphins on our own desert island. Well, the thing is, you can speak dolphins, so maybe yeah. you know I would well, take you over Kerry. <laughs> you know, can speak dolphin, but not necessarily sure. I might be telling them to fuck off. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Yeah. We can fashion a raft and see if you can wrangle them so that they can yeah. pull us to somewhere Safety. where we can get supplies. Oh yeah, safety. That's probably a good <laughs> no, shot. We're, we're having a run. <laughs> no, we're going back. Actually, we just wanted to fucking pull by the bottle, oh, mate. If you've got any, know any liquor stores around here <laughs> making pina coladas over here? Do you want to join it? <laughs> I tell you what, maybe, maybe then, Lucy. Let's uh, so we're already there. We're a given. Us two are there. So it's what what other three? Yeah. So bearing in mind, I, like I can't eat, and and I can't even put a curtain rail up. <laughs> So I've got no practical <laughs> skills. I'm there just for uh, dolphin impressions and a bit of eye candy. Well, they, that is necessary. We need that, you know. <laughs> we need a lot <laughs> someone, of rum. Someone has to fill you, that void. And you could, get some, you could get someone to stand in front of me, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call the dolphins, mate. I'm sure they'll yeah. hang out. Yeah, I'll be there. There we go. Mind. That's your use. <laughs> McDee's fucking talking those dolphins again. <laughs> They're intelligent enough. They go over there and squeak at him. They come around here and tell us tell us we think he's a cunt. They, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, you get the idea. Um, before we let you go, can you please tell us about what machines you use and your preferred setup of choice if you were doing? A one of your lovely, beautifully gradiented hearts. Oh, um, I kind of I flip and change. Um, I was using like when I did my apprenticeship, basically my boss set me down with these two Kev Shercliffe coils, which were iron frames, and they were so fucking heavy. And he said, like, if you can learn to tattoo with them, you'll be able to tattoo with any machine. So <laughs> I learned with these Kev Shercliffe, and then. Um, I bought my own coil when I'd been tattooing for about two years, which I still have, but n- like rarely use now. Poor thing, probably needs fucking springs changing and all sorts, but I just keep <laughs> filing it down and it still drills in. So, you know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was really, it takes me a long time to adjust to any kind of change. So, when everyone started getting into the rotary game, I started, I was still like fucking smashing out my Mickey Sharps, like absolutely not coil, loyal to the coil. You know what I mean? Like I, the <laughs> fear changed, <laughs> like Garth from Wayne's World, fucking hanging out. Nope, nope. Um, and then I tried out a Spectra Edge and I used um, that Spectra Edge rotary for, I think about three years, maybe pretty much back to back every day. And I was still like, I don't know if I like it or not like the lines are smooth the color is smooth like I'm I, I like the way the tattoos heal but I don't know if I like how it feels in my hand you know um and then I wanted to try one of those uh Zion pens that Spectra bought out and um just pandemic and all the rest of it I didn't have the expendable cash you know um so I ended up buying recently, it's called a Ghost Reaper. Like they pretty much fucking had me at the name. Like I use ghost <laughs> cartridges. So um, I saw that they'd released a pen, which looks sort of a similar kind of setup to the old Zion. Um, 
but for a lot less of the markup price and I thought do you know what yeah I don't mind spending out a little bit to give something a go but I don't want to buy something that's top of the range and then fucking hate it do you know what I mean so yeah I got this ghost reaper pen and it I fucking love it it's I don't think I've ever fallen in love with a tattoo machine that quickly like, oh. I really I really love it it throws in a line beautifully it does a really smooth black and gray and it packs a color in like I just love everything about it but I don't really know that much about rotary machines because I was just like ev- all my stuff that I learned in my apprenticeship and like with other people it's all been coil based so but yeah I must admit like I, I don't pull out the coils that much anymore but I still love them I still have to have them in the shop like if the rotary packs in like I know that I can always go back to them I can rely on them I can yeah. fuck about with them and they're a lot more resilient but the the rotaries can be a little bit kind of sensitive shall we say (laughs) (laughs) so yeah at the moment I'm pretty much using that ghost reaper because I'm in the uh, honeymoon period with it like Uh I got it out whacked a line in and thought fucking this is sick okay this is me for now give it about five years and I'll get sick of it once it's on its last legs and dying to be put in the ground then I'll find something else (laughs) (laughs) is it wireless no no it's still clip that's far too fancy for me mate nah it's still (laughs) the old rca cord whack it in i've still got the same power pack that i bought like fucking 10 years ago like (laughs) everything i use is like ratchet broken bits and pieces you know but i always think like i I really need to invest you really need to get a new power pack you really need to do this yeah yeah i'll get around to it just never fucking do like it still works it still does what I want and I know it it's mine you know and I'm like nope I I don't like change this is how I work this is yeah. how it is <laughs> yeah I don't like change either no if yeah. I'm feeling fancy I might try out a new needle grouping as opposed to the four that I only use ever <laughs> <laughs> what needles are they what grouping? pretty much everything I do I'll do with a nine liner a tight three um and a curved seven and 15 mag like literally anything I do is pretty much those four needles only awesome (laughs) so you need perfect exactly yeah I've I've found what works and I'm like yeah okay that's cool I'll do that (laughs) I'm gonna go study all your tattoos now and go like oh they're just um yeah I never thought I don't ever use mags but I just I don't know if it I think it was Bob Tyrell actually like years ago said that he used curved mags but used them for smooth black and gray and mm-hmm. somebody else said that curves curved mags aren't the best for color but it seems to be seems to work <laughs> yeah I think it just comes down to like how people like to work this is what I can't get over with tattooing is obviously we're all doing exactly the same thing we're all floating ink between the two dermis of the skin but we all work so completely differently. Like we've got different preferences. We work at different voltages, different machines, inks, needles. And so what someone can produce with like a 23 mag, I can look at and be like, I don't even know how you would get that even, or, you know what I mean? It's not just bouncing off the top of the skin. So um, yeah, some of the stuff I do, people be like, Oh, what have you used there? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know, whatever, 15 mag or whatever. I only got all that smooth with a 15. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just what I've always used, you know? Like, it's just what I'm used to. I've learned how to make it work for me. So, definitely works. I remember Mm. having somebody come in and she had one of your hearts and it had this, the smoothest color blend. And I was like, 
is that about Ari? And she was like, yes. Oh. And I was like, let me look at that. And it was oh. just like photoshopped insane. It was so oh good. Oh my God. Thank you so oh. much. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, in one of my main goals, even before I started tattooing is I wanted to do solid color and I wanted to do like smooth gradients to get it all the way through. I hate it when you look at someone's done like a sunset scene or something like that. And you can see the lines where it's like, yeah. I, I can't stand that. So I'm like, no, it's got to be all the way through smooth. And again, it's one of those things. I don't know how, it, I don't know how it happens. It just comes out of my hands like that. And I'm just grateful that I'm the vessel for that. <laughs> <laughs> Say if you're doing like um, a red to yellow gradient, would you like do a bit of red then still when you've got some red in your tip, then go to the orange and then, and so yeah. on. Yeah. So anything that I do, I pretty much, I never just use a solid color. I've uh -huh. always, I'm always cutting. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like I'll do a, a blue, something blue and people be like, Oh, that's a really nice blue. What is that? And I'm like, actually mate it's two greens and a teal and a blue, you know, like, and I just <laughs> dip between the things and I don't have any extensive color theory knowledge or anything like that. It's just the way I work. So yeah, yeah, I'm constantly, sometimes there'll be certain gradients that are difficult to get done. Like if you're doing something in red, um, you have to cut it down with yellow because otherwise it will go pink. So uh, it, it's difficult when you're like, someone wants something in red, but they don't want it to be flat red. And you have to then cut in with things like, um, like a yellow or a subtle orange tone without too much of a white content. And then you can kind of get that smoothness. But most of the time, if it's in like blues or greens or purples into pink or red, then that's a lot easier because the color kind of just work, works with me, you know, and you can just get it to kind of even out. But yeah, sometimes like I'll use a color in between and you won't see it. It just balances what's already there. So uh -huh. Yeah, sometimes, like, if I'm doing something in blue, um, like, I'll do, like, a slight green tinge in between two different gradients, and that just smooths everything out. But you don't look at it and go, oh, there's green there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of yeah. works. So just trial and error, basically. Oh. Just 14 so, years of trial and error. <laughs> 14 years. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that is Crazy. wild. I can't believe that. <laughs> that is it blows my mind when I think about it I'm like basically almost been tattooing half my life I guess you know, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, do, you know wild. do you know what else blows my mind what's that you in general you're awesome thank you so much oh, <laughs> for coming you. On. thank you thank you for um, having me it's been awesome it's thank just you. been so lush and it was so lush to hang out with you last week and I absolutely can't wait for us to all hang, to hang out again yes and, uh, we'll we'll bring the dolphins as well I think next time bring the dolphins yeah, the, the dolphin the... club and the batu club Could all love it. brilliant maybe yeah. I'll start a new club I'll start the dolphin yeah. club eh I'll be a I'll be the founding member with you <laughs> yeah hundo <laughs> oh my god I get a 90s dolphin yes definitely we should do like a 90s dolphin with corpse paint and like a fucking tribal what? sun you know get it. yes <laughs> I'd love that's that that's it that's what I'm doing <laughs> bring back 90s flash I'm all over it <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> bring that corpse paint on dolphins that's what we all miss that's honest, it i mean corpse paint on anything i'm game for it you know <laughs>
Um, Ari, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for giving us your time to chat to us. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really interesting. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was lovely. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Oh, thank you very much. You're That's welcome. Cool. And we'll speak to you soon, I'm sure. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>